Welcome everyone. Read and whispers. Um, so let's start off with our wine and our weed. I'm not drinking wine. I'm I have a vodka crayon. <laughs> it's like twelve. It's noon. Yeah. You okay? What is this bad? <laughs> no, I'm like a vodka crayon. I'm like, we good? Yeah, we're, we're good. I'm like, that's liquor. That's that liquor. I just wanted something like simple because um, usually I make like these extravagant drinks or I drink like a really nice wine. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, let me just do something simple today. So I, I think because I think as I grew up, like when my mom was like stressed the fuck out, that's what she would get drink. She would make herself a vodka crayon. Oh my God. Yeah. Like my mom, like when she's like had a day, she like will make herself like an old fashioned or a vodka crayon. See, an old fashioned, that's when I'll be at the bar, like, all right, ma'am, like what you going through? You know? Yeah. I always, <laughs> I always thought a vodka crayon was like a party drink. So I just associate vodka crayons with like, you good? Something going on? It was a tough week. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. It was a tough week, but I didn't think it was. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to impact my choices. <laughs> I mean, there's everybody knows those tough weeks. I feel like there's certain drinks that you're just like tough week. <laughs> no, like when I used to go to and get a Long Island, like the bartender just knew like, so how's everything going today? You know? Just ask me. And I'm like, I is it that obvious? Like, nigga, a Long Island. Matter of fact, three of them. Like, you're not good. So. No, that's like, hey, how's it going? What's what's yeah. talk to me? Yeah, I feel like I could be like, I don't drink, and I'm like, I feel like I could be a pretty kick ass bartender because I would just be like, hmm, this is your third double. You all right? You good? <laughs> talk about it i ain't got nowhere to be <laughs> right so yeah one of these days <laughs> one of these days i'll get into it i guess every now and then i'm kind of like because i am like sober from alcohol i'm like i could be a good bartender because i won't get drunk at work you won't i'd be more just kind of like you don't want to drink that but you would <laughs> just have to get your coworkers to taste your drinks to make sure that they're oh, good yeah. Oh yeah, I honestly I would have my friends like you. I would like if you lived out here, I would be like, hey, come over here. I'm gonna do some practice. Come taste my drinks. I've been thinking about it. Shit, I'm tired. I need to come back. <laughs> I'm like, I know what goes together, what should go together. Yeah, I think you would be a good one too, though. I think about it. It's like extra income. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't know. So what you smoking today? I am smoking. Um, it's like this. I think it's like this tropic thunder smash or some shit like that. Uh huh. Um, it's pretty good. It doesn't make me sluggish or sleepy. Sleepy. I like it because like I've been smoking on it for a few days and like I don't feel sluggish or anything. Like I just feel like I feel relaxed. I feel cool. I feel comfortable. Like it's not you know one of those like oh what's up whoa type of things. <laughs> when you did that it reminded me of that turtle from Finding Nemo 
Oh yeah, I was like, whoa, and you were like, whoa, whoa. All right, what's up, dude? <laughs> I love crush. This is a crush stand podcast. Crush is awesome. Listen, I love Crush. I will forever, every time he come on the screen and I'm watching Finding Nemo, that's my nigga. Like, <laughs> dude. Dude. So it's like, like your stoner friends um, greeting your drinker friends in the morning and I'm like, no, like that's literally what, that yeah. scene is literally that. Like us being yeah. like, hey, you all right? Dude, yeah, before, you had a before. crazy night. <laughs> Before we got our shit together and started learning how to avoid hangovers, yes, that is exactly what was going on. Oh, she lives, dude. Dude. <laughs> like, you're alive. Hey. <laughs> you remember getting those texts during undergrad after a good night out? Like, y'all alive? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, literally roll call. Like, hey, everybody good? Um <laughs> Cause like you always had that one friend that you were like, yo, you were going last night. You good? For real. Girl. I not like a judgment. It's like, I just want to make sure you're alive. <laughs> Dead ass. Like, are you not? I had so many friends though who had like consistently ended up in the hospital with the IV. And now I don't know how I didn't sometimes, but I didn't. And but I'm like, it happened more than once to some of my friends. I was like, you you didn't learn the last time, did you? <laughs> yeah, I had, we called it at my college, we called it getting transported. So like, yes, like it was, we made our own slang term because like it would happen more frequently than it should have. But like, if we saw an ambulance coming to a dorm on the weekend, we'd be like, oh, someone's getting transported. <laughs> But it was crazy to me because these would be people that I was actually like outside with. You know, I was out the door with them. So we done went home. I'm thinking everything's okay. I get on Snapchat the next morning. These motherfuckers is at the hospital. <laughs> like, oh, wow. The fucking IV. Like, uh, ma'am, what happened between the time I went home and you ended up at the hospital? Like, what the fuck? I don't know how I avoided the hospital when I was in college, like I was drinking Same. hardcore too. Like, I don't know how I never had to be taken to the hospital. Yeah. I don't know me either. I, like some nights, it was even some nights where I would be like, I know I'm a throw up tonight and I never do up. Mm -hmm. And you know, there'll be some nights where I'm like, I'm gonna be right beside my friend at the hospital. Never went like, I don't know how it ever never happened, but it didn't. And thank the Lord it didn't. <laughs> I remember like watching shit like Guy Code as a teenager and being like, there's no way people can just like throw up and keep going. But I'm like, I had a day where I was DJing and I don't know what the fuck they put into my cup, but they, she gave me this tiki cup and I smelled it and it smelled like a mix of like fireball, <gasps> vodka. It was a mix of just oh alcohol. And so I drank it and I drank it way too fast. And I just knew my stomach was like, hey, I don't think you should have done this. And so I remember I put on this like 10, 15 minute long song because I was like, nobody cares. And I went to the bathroom <laughs> and just like everything came up. Like I literally was just like, Bleh! and then like I'm sitting between like the sink and the toilet, like kind of still drunk. And then like mm -hmm. I get it all up and then I'm like, 
we can still keep going. All right, let's keep going. And I went back to the part like nothing happened. And I'm like, shit you can do when you're like 19, 20, 21 years old that you cannot when you're an adult. Yeah, like we were like elastic or something because we would just, you know, experience the worst of the worst and we bounce right the fuck back. Like, <laughs> Seriously, like I throw up now. I'm like, the night's over. I'm done. It's like, no, like I'm done. We're going home. I, I'm I in the bed. Up. I'm I, crying. <laughs> yeah like if i throw up even i don't even drink now if i throw up i'm done for the day <laughs> that is like i'm telling you if i throw up from drinking i'm in the bed crying regretting all my decisions that day like oh my god i can't believe i got drunk enough to throw up <laughs> you're, you're i thought i was you're like i'm too old for this <laughs> right yes <laughs> like i'm not supposed to do this it's not supposed have- to be me my girl, look at my at you, like at my big age, at my big age, at my big ass age. <laughs> it is funny though, being an adult holding your like. It's funny when you all are in like the same situation and you're all adults, like holding people's hair. Like, and I'm, when I'm holding hair, I'm like, huh, I've transported back to another time, basically. I'm like, I didn't think I'd be in this position again at my age, but hey, here I am. Yep, come on, get it out. <laughs> Stay over the toilet. Do not do, stop moving. I need you to stay over that toilet. If I'm trying, let me tell you something. If you're throwing up, I know you're drunk, but please keep your face over the toilet. Right. Right. Why you try, I got it. No, you don't. <laughs> stop talking. Just focus on your task at hand. Fucking <laughs> exactly. Mm-mm. All right. Well, let's get into our current events. Um, it is currently National Yoga Awareness Month. So my favorite yoga pose this week was Happy Baby. Um, it helps like stretch out the hips and everything. Um, it gets the blood flowing too to that area. So I like that. Um, what about you? Um, I just had the name in my head. Um, I would say uh warrior pose lately Ooh, yeah like just that getting that stretch into my legs and like i don't know like i feel like i look at my arms and i'm like damn but my arms are arming the arming <laughs> but i'm also like i don't know like i always just feel so dope like i feel like dope in my tallness when i do warrior pose mm-hmm. i can see that okay then i like warrior pose as well warrior pose to low lunge because I have bad knees too so girl lord help my knees anyways um, it is also PCOS awareness month as y'all know I do have PCOS so I think we do need to talk about that um Mm -hmm. so just to give y'all a few instagrams to follow you can always follow mine at black girl PCOS um and here's another one at pcos.weightloss um this instagram page has more so like vitamins to take recipes stuff like that um so follow them for that and then i have at the conscious nutritionist so um they definitely give a lot of like pcos nutrition facts um i've seen a couple recipes up there too i think Mm -hmm. so yeah just follow those pages because especially if you have pcos because I believe, obviously, in going to the doctor, but I feel like we should also enlist, like, a trainer and a nutritionist and make sure they're PCOS-informed. 
Um, but yeah, I I also think like trainers and nutritionists are important too when you have PCOS if it's within your budget. Like, don't try to stretch yourself out. Get trainer and nutritionist if you can't afford that. Um, but yeah, I think following pages like the ones I just mentioned definitely helps out because um they give you info that you know either your doctor don't have access to or don't want to tell you because they just want to throw you on some medicine (laughs) or birth control that's their fave but um but yeah these these women tend to give you know more information about pcos um because there's there's a lot a lot of like misinformation out there and also just a general lack of information um so yeah go to the doctor y'all yes but don't let them give you no boo yeah like that's the thing about people with medicine like they're like this one doctor didn't serve my needs so all doctors are bad and it's like no you need to just Mm -mm. doctor shopping like for fuck's sake i'm like god damn it like you can't just decide to ignore medical science because one doctor sucked like that's like the thing with therapy too like one therapist sucks so all therapists suck and it's like you can't do that (laughs) yeah you can't do that girl and you know like because my first doctor was amazing like the first doctor who diagnosed me she was amazing and she put me right on vitamins she didn't even want me on birth control she was like no stop taking that shit right now (laughs) that's how my new like my first psychiatrist she never listened to me and my new psychiatrist. We check in. Our check-ins are like five minutes because she's like, everything's still good. I'm like, yep. She's like, maintaining okay. I'm like, yep. She's like, all right, here's your refill. Thanks. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. But yeah, and then like later on, I ran into like a doctor who was, you know, a little bit more aggressive with his approach. And it's like, that's cool and everything, but you know, I'm not with all that. So <laughs> But it's fine because it's like I know there are other doctors out there who, you know, care about um, like holistic approaches more so than like just trying to put a Band-Aid on the issue. So like Cassidy said, for real, just keep shopping. Y'all insurance cover more than one person. Like y'all can go look for different doctors. Seriously, like I remember my first because I struggled with vaginismus, as I mentioned before. And my first gynecologist, like, she just was not hearing it. Like, she low-key was kind of laughing at me. Uh, Yeah, it was not great. She low-key was kind of laughing at me. I went to another gynecologist, um, and she immediately was like, okay, I see what's going on. Go ahead and get dressed. Come see me in my office. We had a whole conversation where she recommended me to therapy explains to me she's like you really need to get checked because that's really important for your health but i've seen this before um and she was so empathetic towards me because i remember i asked her like for like this very extreme type of treatment for what that is and i remember Mm -hmm. she was like even though because she knows i'm a lesbian she was like that's messing with your dating and so i remember like i was like almost in tears and she was like so Mm -hmm. empathetic um so empathetic to me and very encouraging and it was nice like it was very very nice but I'm in my head like see this is why you have to just be willing to just be like hey you are not the doctor for me but this other person will be and I ended up having a I got the help that I needed um so that's amazing um, still working through some things I'm hoping to schedule an appointment for next year and that is the appointment of all appointments um 
Taylor, you know what I'm talking about. I'll talk about it more openly maybe another time. But mm-hmm. um, it's something that like, though, even though it's been years of work getting through this, like it, that was the first time I actually felt like there was a possibility of getting over that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you found the right person to work with for sure. Yeah. Um, it's something that it's just a thing like, you have to be careful because you'll find situations where it's like, you know, they'll say like medical, not all medical professionals acknowledge. Okay, Cass, are you there? Uh, it's like breaking up. Hello. All right, I'm here. Okay, is that better? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. But yeah, I just like, I, I wish people would think about that because it's just like, it's not like some doctors are chodes, nurses are chodes, but some of them are actually like mm-hmm. there to help. <laughs> For sure. I say have a well-rounded team. If you can, if you can afford that, if you can get that for yourself, I say mm-hmm. get you a doctor, get you an NP. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get you a trainer, get you a nutritionist. Beautiful. But, okay. So, um, it is still suicide prevention awareness. So, um, you can call or it's 9888 if you suicidal ideations, you know, feelings. Um, they usually have somebody for you to talk to and they can even refer you to resources that are closer to you. Um, there's also 988lifeline.org. So that's a website you can go on if you wanted to talk to somebody online, um, or even like search for resources via that website. Um, they have that on there. Um, also just a tip, (laughs) everyone's mental health, uh, do not tell your friend times if you need like, don't just be saying that to be nice. We don't yeah. need nice. <laughs> be real. Um, because those are heavy emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Be real. Those are heavy emotions. Don't say that kind of stuff lightly. You just can't say that stuff lightly. Yeah. And, like, everybody tends to say it, you know, when you have, like, your big scare or, like, you know, when you do it, when you attempt to... Um, and it's like, I understand emotions are high, you know, everyone's feeling all heavy and I get it, but like on some real shit, like, don't just say that shit just cause you feeling all sentimental or, Oh, I almost lost my friend. Like I get it for real, for real. I understand where, where it's coming from, but you, you do understand if you're a self-aware individual, you know, whether or not you have the capacity for that or not. Mm-hmm. So on some real shit. Because say it only if you mean it. Yeah. Um, 
I'm lucky to have a community of people where like I know that they mean it when they say it. Um, but I definitely had to whittle my community down to people that mean that shit when they say it. So. So yeah, just being real, being real with yourself, being real with your friends. That more lives than you think. Mm-hmm. Also, stay off social media, especially Twitter. Do not go on Twitter if you're feeling those thoughts. Like oh it doesn't God. help at all. No, like, and I'm not even saying this to be funny. Like, I am actually in kind, not kind of, I am very disturbed as to the language towards that is on Twitter. Um, I don't like that there are users who almost encourage it and say, yeah. like, who am I to stop you? It's your right. And I'm just like, do not get on that app if you are feeling those dark thoughts, because there are people on that app who do not have the healthiest intentions um and you don't need to talk to those people when you're feeling that way i'm I, i'm sorry but um i remember i was having a conversation and people were like well you don't know and i'm like i know as somebody who struggles with that the last person i want to talk to is someone's going to say do a backflip so basically like don't i don't want to talk to you so i'm just saying don't get on that app because there are people who are twisted and think that it's cool to encourage people because I don't know. There's some there's some dark people out there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, and then also, if you're, like, prone to comparison, and, you know, that kind of makes people spiral even more, Instagram ain't good either. Um, Terrible. Horrible. Yeah. If you're, like, one of those people who, like, compares your life and, makes, make, and it makes you feel, like, even worse, because I know I do that, yeah, Instagram isn't your friend either. Yeah, um... I TikTok is honestly the one app that I'm like I really enjoy, but I'm on the right side of TikTok. Yeah. So <laughs> my yeah. TikTok is hilarious. I love my TikTok. When I have a bad day, I can count on my TikTok um, for some a good endorphin rush. Yes. So just saying, be very careful as to what you ingest, um, especially with social media, because some of these social media apps are just they're really bad for your mental health. Nah, for real. And also like on any of these apps instagram twitter or tiktok um be very wary of um uh, these like certain spiritualists mm-hmm. um oh if you're a spiritual God. person because yeah a lot of them like to pull you in and um a lot of people use spirituality um as a way to like mentally and you know verbally emotionally abuse people um mm-hmm. and spiritually abuse people be very careful with that. I I have seen it. I have even experienced it before. Really like spiritual bullies. <laughs> yeah. Some of these spiritual yeah. people got the nastiest spirits. Like I'm telling you, one one way that you know if if that person tries to make it seem like you can't go to anybody else but them for spiritual anything, you know, if you are reading. It ain't gonna be right, blah, blah, blah. Or they don't know what they're talking about. Or, you know, like I remember one of the first readers that I connected with online. The reason why I love her, and she's been on this show before, the reason why I love her is because she actually encouraged me to find my own gifts. And that's why I mm-hmm. felt like I feel like she's genuine. Because a real spiritualist gonna gonna ask you to go within. 
They're mm-hmm. going to ask you to find it within yourself. They don't want you dependent on them. A real spiritualist want everybody to find their own gifts. So if they don't want you to find your gifts, they're not the one. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. And also, if it sounds evangelical, yeah. get away. Like, that's the thing. I'm like, people have found a way to be evangelical without the Bible thumping. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's Christianity all over again. And it's, it's like, just, what was the point spirituality if we were still going to be, you know, um, restricting all these rules, judgmental, you know, all this stuff. Like, it's, it's if it feels like you back in the church again, it's it's wrong. Yeah. It's just, I'm like, I'm like I've listened to some spiritualists and I'm like, this is just evangel. I'm like, this is the church, but with crystals and sage. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and for real, like if you get caught up with people like this, you yeah. know, back back to you know suicide prevention awareness month, some of these people can for real increase your um your depression levels, and they can make you feel that way. You know, a lot of spiritualists are out here making people very low about themselves. Mm-hmm. And it can get you to a point by hurting yourself. I'm serious. So yeah, low vibrational plates. <laughs> that's right that's right and i know we joke about her but that's exactly how they be sounding like these <laughs> spiritual coaches um but on a whole different level they sound like that like telling you stuff that you eat you wrong you know like oh you listen to that music that's why that's why you ain't gonna spirit ain't gonna fuck with you like what <laughs> what the hell are you talking about because you listen to rap music like what girl low vibrational music yeah low vibrational plates and I'm like can I just eat can I eat please thank you and and make no mistake you can use whatever energy that you want to use in order to create something beautiful it don't have to look a certain way Yeah, that's the whole point of spirituality is freedom (laughs) yeah it's not supposed to be stressful it just really isn't it's not supposed to be stressful it's not supposed to be making you feel worse about yourself like it should be uplifting like i hate when people are like spirituality ain't supposed to be all feel good and i'm like yes but in a sense like and i'm like it's not supposed to be abusive either it ain't and like, all you want I, to abuse people i'm not saying i don't feel bad you know about myself but but make no mistake like spirituality helps to bring me through that it don't make me feel worse like yeah. yeah it's hard sometimes to be like hey i have to own certain parts of some of my bullshit yeah but it's about like hey you acknowledge it now how do we grow from it it's not supposed to be like mm-hmm. don't forget who you used to be don't forget then it's like how am i supposed to heal if you constantly reminded me of who i used to be not for real girl you seen that little TikTok where um some of the Christians was trying to say that shadow work is demonic. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh god! Okay, so then how am I supposed to confront the worst parts of myself and be accountable for those parts of myself if now I can't do shadow work? You preach against me because no, how? How are we? Okay, now what am I supposed to do? So just don't acknowledge none of that. Oh, I don't. This is so stupid. 
I feel yeah. like Nene, shut up. That is so stupid. It is. Because the thing about it, I think that's part of the reason why, like, I had, like, a certain issue with, with the church, too, because, like, we're always trying to focus on the positive. You know, but we're always trying to cast out negative. And it's like, part of me. Like, I yeah. have, you know, we got good and bad. And, like, you know, I said the other day when I was on Instagram, they were like, we got polarizing. There is no good and bad. It's just you one individual and you got you got lots. Like that's All just what it is. All of us. Everybody, I think everybody likes to know. I'm <laughs> I'm carnal minded a lot of times. I'm like, well then let's just fight. Just cuss her out. I'll say that. I don't care. <laughs> I have to keep those parts of me in check. I have to search that part of me a lot of times. But I'm also like, how are you going to tell me it's demonic for me to confront those parts of me on a regular no, basis? Because what you're saying is, it's demonic for me to confront the darker sides of me. To and I'm like, that's how you keep that shit in check. It's acknowledging that it exists. <laughs> right. Because that's I know right. I want to cut people out first. I know I want to say stuff that's out of pocket first, but because I'm aware of that, I'm like, all right, let me think. Do I need to have a little more patience? Is this really the time to pop off? You're right about that because honestly, shadow work, shadow work is the reason why a lot of people don't get cussed out. Like they don't even realize that. Seriously, shadow work didn't save some of y'all's like lives. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all don't even know. I can always tell people like people like you don't want to be someone's 13th reason, but I'm also like, you don't want to be someone's reason to go to jail that day. Mm-hmm. I'm that person. Like I've had moments where I'm like, I'm going home because I'm going to get arrested. I know that like, I've had times where I'm like, I'm going to leave because I'm going to get arrested. If one more person pisses me off and like I, something in my gut was like, go home, go home. Do not fool with nobody else. And people try to be like, it's unsettling. I get on Twitter and people be like, you focus on violence. And I'm like, hell yeah, I know that. I know that about myself. If you want these hands, they ready to eat for everybody. Stay back. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> you are funny. I Look, and see the way upset up. I'm not even finna. There is minimal conversing. Okay. Like, basically, I have decided we're. <laughs> so look square up you put your hair up do whatever you have to do there is no oh fuck you bitch just gonna, I don't have time I'm I'm just gonna fuck you up like and I feel like people be acting like and I love it when people be acting like well that's something that's wrong with you and it's like why can't you just leave people alone <laughs> is there a people business seriously like just stop antagonizing people I think social media has made a lot of people very comfortable being in other people's business when they were never invited. And I think and kind of that's parent why, people. Like, yeah, and I feel like if that shit falls down, that'll be like one of the positives that people will just leave each other the fuck alone because yeah, I feel so comfortable commenting on people's lives the way that y'all do. Like, yes, we have the ability to because the comment section is there. But does that mean that you gotta say every fucking thing that comes to your mind? Like, because they I, to celebrities a lot. Like, oh, well, you put your yourself in the limelight. Like, girl, okay gotta say the meanest thing that you could possibly come up with like they see that stuff 
how you mad at me for cussing you out for saying some out-of-pocket disrespectful shit to me? Like, I'm sorry, but I love it when Doja Cat goes off on her fans. I love it. (laughs) Because I'm always like, that you don't know that lady. She's not your friend. And she don't have to listen to you. Mm -mm. And I'm glad that when people tell her to do stuff, she insults them and tells them to shut the fuck up, essentially. And I'm like, okay, I'm y'all think y'all mad at her. Let me have one person tell me um, how to make one of my movies. No, but honestly, like y'all gotta like, stop trying to yeah. everybody. Like, yeah, it's my like art is like me giving to y'all something like that's a part of my soul. Why the mm-hmm. fuck would I tailor that to what it is that you want to see? Bitch, make your own art. Make like, your own. What? <laughs> Like, okay, so Winnie the Pooh, the Winnie the Pooh went public domain and they made Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, a horror movie. It was awful. Um, it was awful. <laughs> I'm gonna be my personal opinion was that it was bad. Was but what pissed me off was people being like, oh my God, how original you made a horror film off of a beloved child cartoon. And I'm in my head like, motherfucker, the movie wasn't for you. It was for people like me. Yeah, you gotta understand when stuff ain't for you. Like y'all, y- y'all always get mad when stuff ain't for you. It wasn't for you, so don't watch it. Why are you mad because something wasn't marketed towards you? You don't like horror and um stupid shit like that. Then don't watch it and move on. You up here trying to have a discourse on Twitter because a movie wasn't because a movie wasn't your taste. Right. Like, okay, then don't watch it. Don't, it wasn't for you. And then people get mad when you say that. It's like art can be criticized, but it's just like, okay, but how stupid do you sound getting mad at something that was never for you in the first place? (laughs) For real. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, y'all got to stop, like, stop allowing the media and these books to tell y'all who you're doing. Like, yeah. Yeah. who resonate with who you are as a person because I think that's also the issue too that they're pushing like certain people and it's like that's nice you know if you do fuck with them but for the people who don't they're gonna be saying all this bullshit every time they drop something and it's like maybe that artist ain't even for them but yeah they don't even know about artists who are because the labels are not pushing these artists or you know the media is not pushing these artists yeah yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, like I get on social media and be like the Barb's versus this community. And I'm like, y'all don't know these people. They're not your friends. Stop talking like you know these people. I remember somebody said, Nikki gave us this album with all when she was going through depression. And I'm in my head like, did she text you or call you and tell you that? Right. Listen to the music and shut up. Like, shut up. Like, you're making it weird because you're talking for people like your friends and you're not. And they get so mad when you say that. But it's like, I'm sorry to bring you back to reality. That's not your friend. You mm-hmm. don't know her. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they be doing all day. Like, I just, you know. Just I, drop I the need. album. I don't need the extra. <laughs> you know, basically. <laughs> like, I don't need all this. Just drop the album. I don't care about your personal life. I bet they do miss, like, you know, artists, I bet they do miss, like, the times where, you know, we wouldn't know what the fuck was going on in their life till they did an interview. Or <laughs> a Hollywood story, they biopic came out. Yeah, I like, those days. I really I do. Because I don't know this much about you. Like, I don't, I don't want to have a front row seat to some of this shit. Like, it's making, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
And then they get mad at celebrities who are private, but it's like, because y'all be over here trying to have like a voice in the family drama, it's like, you not in the family. Mm -hmm. Your opinion doesn't matter. Telling them how to handle their family stuff. Like, girl, you don't even do that with your own family. Don't be telling them how to do that. Talking about, we gonna cancel you for how you handled the situation with you and your siblings. The fuck? Who's you? Just ain't siblings, girl. <laughs> And like I get it with like Brian McKnight and all that shit, because Brian McKnight been antagonizing them people in public for a long time. Um, but even then, I'm also like, look, we don't need to be involved in your personal life. And I'm like, you up here telling the media that you don't like your kids, right? Why, the fuck Why are do you I telling us this? Why do I know this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm in my head like now I'm mad at you, but I'm also like I could have just sat there and just enjoyed any time you know minding my business but you had to let us all know I don't know it's just social media I, I look forward to the collapse of social media because it's out of yeah. control it's out of control it is I'm sick of it like I'm, I'm so sick of it like I remember like I'm thinking about that I'm like I'm over here arguing for Brian McKnight's neglected children and I'm like I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't have to do this. Why am I doing this? Not neglected children. No, I'm over here it. like arguing about why deadbeat dads are harmful and da, da 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 and I'm like I never should have been in this conversation. This never should have been a public conversation in the first place. We never should have been here. Ugh. Girl, no. My thing is, how we got, we still got this epidemic of deadbeat dads or dads who just don't do what the fuck they supposed to do, especially from an emotional standpoint. But motherfuckers have so much negative to say about single moms by choice. I am really like reeling. Because it's like, would you rather me be one by accident? Like, be fucking for real. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. Like, it's a thing where it's like, okay, so... I don't know, like I'm always just like, what a child needs is a supportive family unit, albeit however it is. Like my family is very small, but I love my family and it is exactly what I need. I just feel like people are so insistent on it has to be this nuclear family, but I'm also just like, there's women who are married and their husbands are doing fuck all to raise zilch. their children. <laughs> Fucking zilch. But I guess they get, extra points because they have a husband but it's like that doesn't mean the husband's a good father no he don't get no fucking extra points for me if he not doing nothing you failed in my eyes because i don't care I they don't call them married like single like, mothers yeah it's like what's the point why are you there you could literally be living a life without this motherfucker my mom would have done just fine my mom if always I told me check, fine like fuck out your house but uh-uh. Literally, no Hawaii, why me are you just here? Married. <laughs> How, why is you here? Honestly, why the fuck are you here? Why are you here? Like, mm -hmm. and it's just weird. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, it's it's made me consistently think about, is it really about the child? It's never about the child. It's about them feeling useful. I Because I concluded that. I was like, I think what it is, is... Like every time I bring that up, like single motherhood by choice, I think people get so triggered, especially men, because I think for whatever reason, they feel like, oh, if she having a baby and don't need a man around, like that makes the list even shorter for why. Them. <laughs> so, yeah. And so I we have to like, be mad at you for not 
wanting us to not wanting to basically partner with us. I don't know. It's weird. And the fucked up part about it is just because you choose to be a single mom, you know, like via sperm bank, that does not mean you're not dating ever again. You know, like for me, I a single motherhood by options for me. Mm-hmm. If it was a viable option for me, then that's just what the fuck it is. If I was in a relationship and that was a viable option for me, I would do that. But I, the most viable option for me is single motherhood by choice because I refuse to settle in a relationship just because I want to have kids. I'm not going to sit up here and have a baby at 49 as a last resort via sperm bank when I could do the shit now when my body is where it needs to be for me to have a kid. Like, does that make well, that's the thing about Adam Bruins Everything said that the whole after 35, it's extremely hard is a myth. It's a myth. It only goes. It is a myth. It's a complete myth. Like it goes from like 87% to 85%. But I'm still not trying to. It's high school graduation. So. I mean, that's why I'm going to the gym so I can be 70 years old and be like, what? I'm sorry. And it's not like I'm in a rush to have a kid either. But it's just like if if I'm saying that my last box that I gotta check is financial, and I check that box, like what I'm so I'm just supposed to wait till I get oh, no, to no, somebody. No. Like no, if I check the box of where I because I said my thing is financial, so once I check that box, then we're good to go. But I'm not doing it until I check that box. And I hate it when people act like, "Well, you better hurry up." And I'm like, I'm first of all, yeah, I'm not I'm speeding wrong. nothing. <laughs> Me, I'm like, first of all, don't tell me what to do. I'm grown. <laughs> I checked that box at 35, then that's just what the fuck it is. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, honestly, after 40, I'm more inclined to just be like, it's fine. But even then, after I check the box, and it's like, I'm still going to check in and be like, is this something I want to do? And if I don't want to, I don't want to. Like, for me, I know I know that I want to, and I'm just not going to let my, my crap dating life get in the way. Like... If I got the money, I got the money. I'm finna go. Me, me, I'm over here just like I'm allowed to change my mind. You are. <laughs> you definitely are. And even then, I'm like, if I want to adopt, I want to adopt. Like, and it's just funny how people love to move the goalposts as to what constitute being a parent. I guess. I mean, with the minimal that they get. Okay. <clears throat> no but it's serious like I remember Marjorie Taylor Greene tried to tell some mom like you're not a real parent because there were like I think they were a lesbian couple and she had adopted one and she was like you're not a real parent and I'm like what? this is what I'm talking about it's not about the kids it's not about the kids <laughs> yeah it's about you trying to remove validation from from people who want to be parents in an unconventional manner yeah you know? it's not about the kids and then if somebody is a parent and the kids are being happy and their love is like no it's still not good enough because it's not the way that i think it should be and i'm like again not about the kids <laughs> right me personally i look forward to having a kid with a bunch of like community helping me to raise my kids like i would rather have that than to be like depending on one person you know like i just think that's i don't know i think it's outdated <laughs> i just I was at like my school's football game and like staff had like, it's funny because I have a few staff members who are doing it. They're raising their kids on their own and their kids are just like community children. Like the kids, like mm-hmm. our, our students help watch the kid at football and basketball games. 
Yeah. Because while she, and she's always close by, but it's like she brings her child to the staff games after school and we're all like, that's baby so-and-so. That's our child. Like we all are like her nieces and our, her aunts, big sisters, big brother. Like it's just, I'm like, see, this is beautiful. For this real? is a child that has a community. <laughs> and like, I'm not trying to sell it to y'all or nothing, but I really want y'all to understand that it is a viable option. Like it doesn't have to be conventional is what we're saying. Yeah. Like for real, think about it. If you eliminate the need to date, you know, in order to reproduce, right? Now you can date at your own pace. Now yes. you can date based off of your standards. You don't have to settle for a damn thing because I feel like that's what happens. Well, I'm not going to speak for nobody else. I, I'm going to speak for me. That's what was happening. Like a lot of times I'll be dating and then it wouldn't go right. And I'll be like, damn, now I'm back at square one. I don't know when I'm going to have a kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like now. Yeah. I'm at a point where, like, you know, it, that is a viable option for me, like, single motherhood by choice. So I'm like, okay, well, I can date at my own pace, and I don't have to, if it goes wrong or if it don't go well, I don't have to worry about, like, oh, God, like, it's, it didn't work out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like, okay, bitch, like, back to square one. It's fine. That wasn't the right person, you know, and I'm fine with that. I don't feel like my whole life was set back just because it didn't work out with this one person you know because that's how i was thinking about it now i just think about dating a hell of a lot more freely and um i feel good you know when i tell somebody like all right this ain't gonna work yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I'm like i would rather i would rather be alone than to settle for anything it just yeah. gives you more room to not settle that's how yeah. i think living your life on your terms is always good for your mental health. Like that's the, if there's any advice I can give you, of course, within legal and ethical and moral standards, um, don't be stupid. Cause I know people be like, Oh, so I can murder and pillage. And I'm like, I'll beat your ass. Um, but I hate you. <laughs> I'm saying, look, people piss me off. All right. When they just purposely be stupid. Um, but I'm like, live life on your own terms. Like life is too short to live it on anybody else's terms, but your own. Seriously. So I got, but just take that into account. That's all I'm saying. You can live your life more freely if you just open up your options. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So it's also Heritage Month. Um, so we're going to be sharing a few things about some of our favorite Latinx people, Latinx moments. Viva la raza! Whatever she said. So... <laughs> They know what it means. Anyways, but for real, viva la, viva la raza. We love y'all. Your family. Y'all are cousins, basically. So, <laughs> so the um, person that I wanted to shine a light on this week is um, America Ferreira. Love her. Yes, she's Honduran. And, yes, she um, is. And the first time I saw her was on Gotta Kick Up. It's a Disney movie. Oh. It's on Disney Plus right now. Si se puede. Period. That was like the first Spanish phrase I learned. She had everybody saying si se puede. Si se puede. Gotta Kick It Up was one of them. That's what it was one of them things where it's, I remember that's that one scene where she jumps up and puts her legs up on the desk in a certain way and I kept trying to do it. I yeah. I, I wanted to do that shit in class so bad. But I was, I tried to do it and my teacher went the fuck off. <laughs> Teacher was like, get out. I was like, like no, you know, okay. You know, like I grew up in a small town, so like 
a lot of my classmates they either black or they white i don't really know too many like mexican or any type of latinx person and so like that was one of the first movies where i saw them so i'm like (laughs) oh oh new people it i ain't gonna cap like i was young when that movie came out and so i did think they was light-skinned but (laughs) that's freaking hilarious i thought they was light-skinned i thought they was light-skinned and i'm like oh they speak a different language Yeah, it was a split I, second. It was a split second. <laughs> yeah, I grew up on the West Coast, so like my friends were either black or Mexican. Like seriously, like that's that's where my friend group, black or Mexican. Um, that's nice. Me- middle school up to high school, and then of course I hang out with more white kids. But I was in a magnet program, but I went to high school with black and Mexican kids for the most part. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's just that I've always just been like, yeah, like we cool. I don't know. Like we always used to like some of the funniest stuff happened when we tag teams. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like you got to if you get a class full of baby kid, uh, baby kid, Mexican and black kids, you about to have a problem. Or Roy Martin going up. <laughs> How do you look at? Like you about to have problems. Like my friends in middle school. Like we we were we had too much fun. <laughs> too much fun but you know and latinx of course remember like that is a very broad term for a lot of cultures yeah um i know that i want to go on a trip to like central america and south america i'm just trying to focus on getting to cancun that's and then we can go everywhere else i'm trying to go to cancun right now and then, <laughs> then we can get to cabo tulum after that we go wherever else. I'm trying to hit up Mexico real bad. I love Mexico. So, um, okay. And also, she was in Bar- in Barbie. She was in the Barbie movie. And she did that monologue that I liked. The fem- mm. feminist monologue mm-hmm. that everybody loves. I loved her for that. Well, I love her for everything she do. But Also, she's in Superstore. And Superstore is freaking... Yes, Superstore. It's on Hulu. It's so funny. It's a good commentary on like workers' rights, labor unions, um, corporate bullshit, like how abusive corporate is to their workers. Um, it's such a good commentary. Like even if you haven't worked retail, if you worked in any customer service, you can feel what they're going through. Like just customers being so stupid, and you're like, I cannot suplex you through this display case but i want to i don't let the intrusive thoughts win i I never let my intrusive thoughts win i'm so proud of you for that (laughs) because sometimes i cuss that bitch out i'm like okay well well darn my intrusive thoughts would be stock and slap right now, Nate Diaz style. Bop, 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 bop. Bitch. <laughs> wop, 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 wop. Sometimes I'll just like randomly hear in my head. Did you watch Bad Girls Club? Yes. Did you? You remember that one scene where Camila was on the phone with her mama? And her mom, she dropped the phone and went to go fight. And her mom was on the phone like, whoop that ass, Camila. Whoop that ass. Hey. 
I like I to think randomly, that my model would be like that for me. I randomly hear that in my head sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I have the Tyler Perry, why did I get married voice in my head. You better get that hoe. You better check that hoe. Hoe. <laughs> why was I just watching it last night? I'm uh, so upset that people don't talk about that scene because that lady had me crying laughing since I was a child. You better get that hoe. You better check that hoe. Hoe. Mm-mm. Me and my mama, we were for Angela when she said, boom. <laughs> boom. Yeah. It was the yeah that I think. She, like, she just knew she did some shit. Like, made this man want to be <laughs> it's the yeah that follows that gets me it's not the boom it's the yeah like the okay. suck on that like it's such a suck my dick type of thing yeah. for sure it was such a yeah kiss my ass I did that what about it <laughs> she she was waiting she couldn't wait I'm sorry Angela and I would be friends though because I'd be like she's insane but this yeah, it's yeah, entertaining friends that's about my like, she's insane. She's absolutely unhinged. You think I'm crazy? No, 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 no. She's crazy as fuck. <laughs> Don't nobody give a damn about Fifi. <laughs> Don't nobody give a Fifi. I'm trying to That's save a damn marriage here. My, I'm trying to save a damn marriage here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first watched it, she said that you don't even like him. <laughs> Don't nobody give a damn about Fifi. I was like, I don't, there's no way I couldn't laugh. I could not laugh if I heard that on the train. I miss riding the train. What a fun time. Go watch Why Did yeah. I Get Married. And listen to our episode on Why Did I Get Married. We we drug that movie fulfilled. <laughs> we did do we did do an episode on that. Hell yeah. We we dragged both movies too. Just for Diane. <laughs> Fuck Terry. Fuck Terry. Um, so let's get into our monthly book. Um, our monthly book for September, it is What Happened to Miss Simone by Alan Light. It is a biography based on Nina Simone's life. Um, pretty good right now. So uh, love it. Love her. Um, the last husband, though, can go to hell. Um, probably already there so anyways <laughs> i always love to say some the best the most evil are tap dancing for satan right now yeah every time they miss fuck this nigga like i i like my new thing for people is i'm like i hope you end up tap dancing for satan yeah anyway bitch for eternity <laughs> You wrong for that. Look, you are wrong for that. He can go to hell too. Anyways, he can. Girl, did you see his new hair? <laughs> I was like, "What is that?" Baby, he's gonna have like, a what mullet. is that? Cha 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 He is gonna have a mullet, baby. Cha cha chia. That's all I saw. All right. So, who you wanted to smoke with this week? I would like to smoke with um I'm gonna smoke with George Bush <laughs> George W. Bush 
I want to know why. <laughs> the reason why is because I just, I just feel like he is unironically funny. And I, like, have you he never is. seen that? He's unironically funny. And I just feel like he's low key, like such a frat bro still deep down. And like, I would just For be sure. like, these are going to be so many memeable moments. He is funny. Like he's funny as hell. Like I'm not condoning him as a president at all. No. Trust me, I was like eight campaigning against him. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, I was like eight. Like John Kerry, oh four. Like I really mm-hmm. wasn't. I'm, I wasn't fucking around. But I just feel like I remember I saw the the Harold and Kim, uh, Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay, and there's this like parody scene where he smokes weed with George Bush, and I was low key like I feel like that would be one of the goofiest, but like. People are so weird. Even the president's a freaking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to hear George Bush's thoughts. Like, I would be like, so do you really think that um, Iraq was necessary? I want your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know damn well he ain't finna discuss this. <laughs> I just feel like weed relaxes everybody, and I'd be like, now, for the sake of just human to human, let's just pretend that I'm Dick Cheney. Um, mm-hmm. Is he actually a dick? <laughs> I do. And I then I would be so like, much. so the weapons of mass destruction thing, what was that about? No, listen, when he asked if they ever <laughs> when he asked if they ever found the weapons of mass destruction on the boondocks, oh my god, that was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I have presidents that I want to smoke with because I have questions and I feel like weed lowers people's walls and inhibitions and we could maybe just get some information and be like, I want you to walk me through this thought process. Also, I would be like, so are you going to admit that you cheated Al Gore or what do you think? <laughs> I have questions. I have questions, Taylor. I want to hear from the source. No comment. Look, I am a leftist troll, okay? <laughs> well, with that being said, let's get into our astrology segment. <laughs> Taylor just never entertains my trolling. Anyways. <laughs> well, it is officially Libra season today. So fall has officially started. Yeah, buddy. Gonna bring some balance in here. Hopefully. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's Halloween. It's Halo's birthday and it's Halloween now. All that shit. But so. It's a beautiful season. I'm so happy. And it feels so good outside when I sit outside and drink my tea now. And I used to have to rush out the door. Because it was hot as fuck as soon as 11 o'clock hit. So I had to get out there at 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. Ass off. But now I can go outside at 12 o'clock, girl. And it don't even be no more than like 79. Mm-hmm. No more boob sweat. They gonna sweat regardless. I mean, it's just like when I, when I live in Vegas, it's like, I don't know. It's just like. It's just like, I don't know, my boobs are like, my boobs touch like my my torso and it's like, it's already hot. You're making it worse. My In Vegas, my boobs actually did not sweat and I the dry heat. Like, nothing sweated when I walked out the door. I was just hot as hell. 
No, I used to get titty. I I, I get titty sweat. It's terrible. But but here is like the humidity, just under boob sweat. I and it do the yeah. most. Under boob sweat pisses me off. Mm. Well, the moon is in Capricorn, so we're gonna see. <laughs> we're gonna see a serious but sensitive kind of emotional nature. Also, like maybe even a emotional ex- expression. You know, Capricorns aren't exactly known for expressing their emotions. Think about that when you think about the moon being a Capricorn. <laughs> so, um, and They're also, like in blunt individuals. I like Capricorns. I love Capricorns for real. I just don't know any like emotional Capricorns. Like I've no. never met an emotional Capricorn. No, it's like very matter of fact, very much. I got this, this, and that to do today. We running down the to do list and shit. Like, no. yeah. So, um, it would be a great time to nurture your ambition. You know, since you're not so distracted by your emotions. So, um, I'm a Scorpio moon, so I'm always distracted by my emotions. Uh, <laughs> huh, I'm a Libra moon. <sighs> Must be nice. What? What, girl? Do y'all know cry on a regular basis? Oh, I don't really. I rarely cry. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just I'm not like saying it's a proud thing. Like I just I am one of those I people like really Okay, listen motherfucker. Look here. Look here. Look here. Look here. Look. Look. Don't don't start with me. Well, don't with you the mocking thing. With me. Look, you mocking, with me, never it. start that with me. I am so childish. Don't play with me, Taylor. <laughs> Well, you made me bad. I know what to do. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with crying. I'm just one of them people, though. Like, if somebody starts crying, I, I have to leave. I have to leave the area. I hate you. <laughs> I am so uncomfortable around crying. Like, I am, I'm, of course, not going to do it. But, I'm, of course, my first instinct is, how do we get out of this situation? Oh, my God. I don't know. It depends on what they be crying about, like, what I do. I don't leave. But I'd be trying to figure out what to do to help him out. It's but. more like when I'm a bystander and someone starts crying. Well, no, like when I would see people and they would be walking out of a party, that happened in Miami one time. To a girl that was crying, and I was like, oh my God, I was from her. And the dude I was with, he was like, man, she probably on. What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> How did it go from tears to drugs? <laughs> Poor lady. How'd she get? Wow. Oh, with drugs. Drugs. We were at DreamCon, the black anime con, and this girl like ran past, like walked past us. It was like the biggest, like she was like hysterically crying and like all of us just froze and a lot like my friends and I just froze and we all were like, whoa. And this guy and I made eye contact and he went, whoa. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what happened, but we was like, something happened. She is upset. Whoever did it, you need to get beat up. Right. Whoever made that young lady upset, I really hope like you got a nail in your tire, punk ass. Trust me. You will be dealt with. 
You will be dealt with. So, I love um, that so congratulations. Mercury is direct. So we made it through another retrograde. Um, so now's a great time to move forward in business and, you know, newer goals, new goals and new ambitions and everything. Mercury's still in Virgo. So, you know, Virgo is all. Um, the business, the the cleaning up your life, <laughs> the life goal. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, man. All that shit. So I'm so behind on YouTube content. It's like I feel like I'm me. going through like a purging process. Hmm? You're going through a purging process. Yes. Mm. That's why I be crying lately. Like, I don't cry all the time, y'all. But, like, when I'm going through a process where, like, I'm, it's like I'm shedding a, a skin, skin, but it's, like, emotionally, I just be crying. I'm like, oh, my God. But, you know, I'm going into a new phase of life. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that at all. I feel like when I move into new phases of life, it's so dramatic. I just wish I could just move into a new phase, but no, I gotta be crying and sad all the time. Like, oh my god, everything's so bad. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm in a procrastination era right now, and it's freaking me out. I'm very behind on content for YouTube. Well, I just hate it here. So, what? <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> How do we go from YouTube to I hate it here? I do. I'm upset because one of my internet haters low-key reminded me how much I'm procrastinating and I'm pissed because it's like, he said I had a failing YouTube channel and I'm like, well, I only start, well, no, I'm like, it's not, I like, I started, I only started last month and I'm like, I have a day job so I can't post as much as I want to, but I was also pissed because I'm like, don't remind me that I have not been posting lately. Like it just made me mad because now I'm extra stressed out now because I know how behind I am on content. And I'm yeah. like, motherfucker, I'm more mad that you have got in my business reminding me inadvertently that I'm behind on content. Fuck you. Now I'm stressed. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's not failing. I it's not failing if unless you quit. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, fucking lying. I'm assholes. like, I can't go viral overnight. <laughs> I'd be kind of freaked out if that happened. I'd be like, "Ain't shit that funny." Exactly. Y'all weird. How many of y'all bots? <laughs> exactly. That's all you gotta do. They just be like, "Oh, they're all bots," and you'll feel better. Don't be letting them hoes trying to tell you you gotta fail in yeah. YouTube. You got a no. YouTube channel. No, I'm literally over here. Like, I have to up. I have to like edit three my last three episodes of one um game. I have to upload the three new episodes of another game. I'm behind on so many trailers for October. <laughs> I'm stressed out. I'm so stressed out, and I'm more mad at him because I'm like, you just reminded me how behind I am on content work. Fuck you. <laughs> but thank Let's you for my leaders, to... my motivators. Yeah, motherfucker. So let's get into our topic for today. <clears throat> So everything comes from slavery. <laughs> so the reason you I named it this is because there are a lot of things in like everyday life, especially within the black community, that are like just leftover things from slavery. Um, some of them are obvious, some of them are not. Um, one thing that I know that's obvious to us 
you know, to me and you, because I think, you know, one, we ain't got no kids for one, but two, I feel like we just know that as kids, we didn't really respond well to this as well. So beating your kids. Wait, Cassidy, Cassidy left. She'll come back. I know she will. She always does. Um, wait. Let me make sure she. Um, you. I don't know where she went. I hope they kick her out. Wait. Am I still on Wi-Fi? Yeah, I'm still on Wi-Fi. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know what happened. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Me a hey, girl. Somebody called me. So we're kicking. Oh. Well done. So <laughs> So what I was getting to was beating your kids. Savagely um, <laughs> beating your kids. Some of y'all be, I'm like, good Lord. Your child might as well be singing Wade in the Water the way you beating them. Listen, and I, like I said, I feel like it should be an obvious thing, but people always want to bring the whole, like, you know, with me, you're like, oh, y'all ain't got no kids. And it's like, that's cool. And then I just don't feel like my first solution would be to, I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's that's what I assume. I mean, but let's be fine. Massa beat our ancestors for making human mistakes under cruel and extremely vulnerable circumstances. Okay, kids themselves are a vulnerable population. So ask yourself: Does one plus one equal two or not? Two is four. Four plus four is eight. What the fuck fuck is is this? this? Hello. It's just not logical, guys. And it's very much a slave mentality. We have to stop. Do you beat, well, let me say this. Would you be okay with your partner giving you ass whooping every time you fucked up in their relationship? We call that domestic violence, right? We do. And you go to jail. And you go to jail. Why is it okay to do to children? Mm -mm. It's just not. I had a friend tell me that um, the police were called because her dad would just beat her and her siblings. And like she said, like my dad would beat us like out of nowhere just to say you were probably going to do something to piss me off anyway today. So So the cops get called and the cops say that's not abuse. Abuse is when like they burn you with cigarettes or something like that. I think her dad hit her with like a two by four and the cops were saying like that's not abuse. That's the problem now, because y'all deem like the most extreme shit, like child abuse. And then, so then they have to be getting burned by cigarettes, whatever, whatever the fuck. But by the time they getting burned by cigarettes, they didn't got their ass, they bruised everywhere, motherfucker. Like I, I'm sorry, I hate to bring this up, but I, I will never forget that Gabriel Hernandez case. Because Look. he had he had the cigarette burns. He had all kinds he still ain't taken from his parents. That boy was grossly failed by the justice system. Very. And it wasn't even and parents. His parents weren't it was remorseful. His mom. Yeah. It, it was his mom and she was the one boyfriend. 
to do that. That's not even his dad. Because they thought he was gay. And that's why I don't like it when people be so like, he gay, he gay. I'm like, look, when y'all be doing that to kids, you setting a precedent. And honestly, that's how kids be getting beat. And that's the thing is that people so homophobic, they'll sit up there because their kid is not throwing up gang signs and shit. Be like, you gay, I'm gonna beat your ass. Like, what? Yeah. Anything. Slavery, I'm just saying. It's just, I just it feel like. Slavery. I just feel like I don't understand how we, like, what's teaching kids, you know, when they make a mistake by just beating the shit out of them? Do you ever explain, like, what they do? I'm like, I'm like, did you even explain, like, what they, like, why what they did was not the thing to do? Or did you just beat them and say, go away? Well, according to some parents who believe that they're better, they explain it during or after the beating. That's what they said. How do you explain during a, never mind. Just go with it. I don't. Okay. That's what the fuck they say. All I want to say is this, is that can we beat you when you fuck up? Like, can we take a belt off and beat you or no? I'm just saying, when I smack the fuck out of somebody for annoying me, I go I get arrested. I get arrested. That's all I'm saying. I'm like, if I took my belt off and started whooping the shit out of you for pissing me off, you're going to press charges. You're going to feel pretty humiliated and embarrassed, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And that's the same way our ancestors felt. It's just, I don't just know. To keep that, in mind. That's another thing. And then also, I feel like um, turn the other cheek and shit. You think that came from slavery? I feel like it does. Like, it's that whole idea of, like, don't, you know, you're worse than the abuser if you retaliate. Yeah, that's stupid as fuck to me. Like, I'm in my head, like, how am I worse than you when you shouldn't have just not done it in the first place? I'm not obligated to be peaceful. You fuck with me unprovoked. No way. You finna If I'm having a bad day and I didn't ask for this shit, Everybody about to have a bad day because I didn't tell you to fuck with me in the first place, but you did. You, you, but I think this that slave mentality, like even some stuff in the black church, the way shit's done. Yeah, even now, I know a lot of southerners is probably gonna hate me for this, but I don't give a fuck. It's true that yes, ma'am, no, sir, slave mentality. Because this is the thing, is that sometimes it's like the pleasantries and shit like that. It's like, okay, I didn't say yes, ma'am, but I'm also said something polite, but you're going to sit over here and give me shit because I didn't say yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, or yes, sir, no, sir. All right, look. (laughs) I didn't say, hey, bitch. (laughs) Right. I just said, hey, excuse me. Where I'm from, we say da-da-da-da-da. Okay, well, I could have called you hey-ho, but all right. Because that'll yeah. just make me childish. Where they used to be so big on that as a kid, it used to piss me off so motherfucking bad. Because I'm like, first of all, bitch, I don't even know. And you telling me I got to say yes, ma'am, no, sir, as, as a sign of respect. Bitch, I don't know you. You know, but if I did that, it's disrespectful. And I'm like, that's crazy as fuck to me because the slaves definitely had to address their owners as a ma'am and sir as a sign of respect. So what are you communicating to me as a kid, sis? Like, what are you saying? I don't you know. know. 
slave thing, but just a black etiquette thing that gets on my nerves. But when people say you walked in and didn't speak to everybody, me, I'm kind of like, it's 50 people in this room. You I'm not everybody around. individually. <laughs> I'm not going around to hug 50 people. I'm just going not. on to <laughs> Yeah, that was the thing. I, it's one thing to say I got to speak, but to sit up here and make me hug everybody, you are crazy. Like, it's you're like, a psychopath. I'm just, I'm like, it's 50 niggas in this room. <laughs> it's 20 more outside, it's 30 upstairs. I'm not doing this. What you I will do is you didn't go, speak to everybody. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm going to speak to the motherfuckers that pay bills. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, how are you? How's life? How are those taxes? That's what I care about. <laughs> do you want to know how I my I define my hug path? I hug to the path to the food. That's how I for, operate. I like that. I like that. A hug like and a path food. to the food. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. whole I'm supposed to speak to everybody in the house. And I'm like, I'm not going around hugging and kissing 50 people. Like, you got me messed up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's like a, a slavery thing either, but I do know it's annoying as fuck. And it's, it's something that they only do to kids. <laughs> traditional black etiquette that gets on your nerves as a sub, <laughs> a subcategory. But I do think that the fact that like they, you know, as black people, we treat kids as subordinates. I think that is in a way a slave mentality because I feel like the only reason that we do that is because of the fact that once again they're a vulnerable population they're not able to defend themselves what they gonna say no I ain't gonna do this shit <laughs> so, you know the whole thing mm-hmm. so it's like like with the whole like yes ma'am thing like because they even did that in Jim Crow you know yes once again making your kids do that as a sign of quote-unquote respect to me it only keeps the the slavery alive in them like that slave mentality alive in them because you telling them that they got to respect somebody just because they're of a certain age just like at one point as black people we had to respect somebody just because they were like yeah I think that's a little fucked up. I mean, I think another one is the whole, you don't call no adult a liar. You better say tell a story. And I always was mad about that because I'm like, well, if you're lying, you're lying. But I'm like, abuse gets kept under the rug. Mm -hmm. Because you sit up there and telling the kid, you can't use certain terms to call out when harm has been done or when somebody's lying. And I always just felt like, so when is the age, when are you allowed to call an adult a liar? Because a liar is a liar. And I'm sorry, I told people, I said, don't be around my kids, because if you lying, you're lying. If I didn't call you a damn liar, then that's what the fuck you is. I don't know what to tell you. Because I'm sorry, but I'm like, imagine a child says, Uncle So-and-so did something to me, and then he's lying about that. And instead of focusing on the fact that Uncle So-and-so did something, you mad because you she called Uncle So-and-so a liar. What? Mm-hmm. The priorities are off. <laughs> or then, or also telling them they can't talk back to an adult. Now I feel like that slave mentality. Oh, you can't talk back to an adult. Like the, the adult is thing. always right. <laughs> yeah, the talking back thing. Like it's like I'm not talking back. I'm explaining 
my perspective of the situation that you're going off on me for. And now you're telling me nobody cares. Shut the fuck up. I already decided you're guilty. Now time to be punished. I was like, this is why y'all get mad when um, people don't know how to stand up for themselves properly. And also, be real. Like, when kids are experiencing certain feelings, you got to understand they're kids. Like, we always say they're new here. You know, so when they're experiencing certain emotions, they're not going to feel them through a filter the way that we do. So a lot of times when they, quote unquote, act out, that's because what they're feeling feels way more extreme to them than what how we would experience that feeling. So that's why I don't like when people try to, you know, oh, well, you shouldn't react to it like this. It's like, how the fuck do they know? They don't know that. They just they don't, don't know. know. It's like, that's why I like working with teenagers because it is, I'm like, they need someone to say, look, like I've had kids that got sent to the office and they told the teacher to kiss their ass. So I ask, bruh, why did you tell the teacher to kiss your ass? And then they tell me what happened and I'm like, okay, fair. Was he being an asshole? Yes. But you cannot do that. (laughs) It's like I'm validating the feelings, but I'm also like, you can't go about it this way. Yeah, first of all, I don't know how you take care of situations like that without dying laughing on the floor. Sometimes but. these kids, like, it's a lot of times I'm like, low-key, the kid is in the right. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few times where I'm like, I'm not saying they're right, I'm just saying I understand. For real. Because sometimes it's like, I don't know, like, I'll see some, I see myself in these kids, I'm like, I wouldn't have handled that much better either if a teacher said that to me. Mm-hmm. So it's why when people are so quick to jump down kids' throats, I'm like, like you said, they just got here. Mm-hmm. Why not help mentor them and teach them like, hey, I get where you're coming from. And all of them want to just hear, they just want to be validated more than anything. Yeah, we're supposed to guide them emotionally. We're not supposed to punish them for their emotions. But everything is like not a sign of defiance or disrespect. Sometimes it is like adults. I've seen adults and I'm like, I don't know. If you'd have talked to me like that, I might have said something else, but... Thank you. Because that's had... another thing, too. Y'all y'all be talking to kids like they're not human, like they're not people. Y'all be talking their subordinates. And especially in the school system, it's like, bitch, you're not my mama. You're not my dad. You know, like, I was that defiant kid. I was the kid that talked back. And I, the reason being is because, like, bitch, we just met each other a couple months ago. You're not finna be talking to me crazy. I you are but my mama <laughs> that's yeah. how I was so I, I understand the kids of today because I get it like I hated authority as a kid because y'all, y'all authority I- it's, it was a few times like I really was sitting over here like why are you even talking to me like this like nothing sets you up to start yelling at me like this I remember one lady and I'm so mad for how I handled it, but I was kind of a bitch back then. Nowadays, I'd have been like, girl, I got three degrees. Leave me alone. Um, I'm walking, and I worked for for another uh, nonprofit organization with case management. So I'm out of high school. And at the time, I was 23. I walked past this campus monitor, and she goes, what class are you supposed to be in? And I was like, I'm a CCSD employee. I work for this company. Like, I'm not a high school student. She goes, well, can I see your CCSD badge? I'm like, all right. So I show her and then she goes, well, how old are you anyway? 
the fuck? <laughs> and I'm sitting over here like, why am I getting questioned? Like, I didn't even do anything to bother you. And I'm like, I love how you find out that I'm an adult, but you still want to press me. Yeah. And it's just those oh, things where it's just like, it's just like you just had a power complex. And so you are embarrassed because you pulled a grown woman over, essentially. And it's like, bro, it's just, we love. Oh, God. No, but it's just that stuff. Like, it's just like just had needing that power over somebody. And it's like you go make an enemy because you just got to feel superior to somebody. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, bro. Me and you, we love older people. We love learning from y'all. Yeah. Like, dead ass. We love it. But you're not going to talk to us crazy. Like, it's just what it is. You're not going to try me. And I think it's, too, it's that idea of I have, it's my duty to parent everybody younger than me. Like, yeah. I can't stand it when I'm doing something that says, I'm going to give you some advice, baby. And I'm like, first of all, who are you? Right. <laughs> Like, I hate when, like, older people will start telling me about stuff that I have and haven't been through. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't remember disclosing any information about my past to you. Mm-mm. So how are you going to tell me what I have and haven't been through? Like, I, that's one thing that I hated. Like, when people would just put, like, life events on me and be so confident and then won't let me speak. And I'm in my head, like, first of all, you come in incorrect because you don't know me and you're trying to tell me how to live my life. With no backstory. <laughs> Nothing. And it's like, I don't know. Like, it's just a thing where it's like, you can't do that. Like, it's just, and it's like, I feel like when you ask, like, can you just come as, like, human to human? Like, that's too much to ask. <laughs> yeah. And it's not all, but it's just growing up. Like, I grew up in the church, and, like, it was a lot of that. Like, you don't call no adult, no liar. This adult is more adult than you, so they whatever they say goes. Yeah, the church is very hierarchical. Very hierarchical, very, um, the older you are, the more uh, status you have. Quote, unquote. I gotta say, like, the church is, you know, like, the church is the one place where, like, old people, you rule the world. <laughs> old people are, like, the rulers of the church. And once again, we're not negating the fact that y'all are wise, but yeah. I just wish that y'all use that wisdom to genuinely teach instead of trying to overpower somebody. Overpower and just unfairly lecture or blindly lecture. Like mm-hmm. get to know a person before you start telling them what they should and shouldn't be doing. And see, that's why we're so big on telling people to go to therapy too. Because therapists are actually trained not to their inner wounded child like most people do when, they, when you talk to them. <laughs> so I'm telling you, because a lot of older older people, they do that. They be thinking, oh, yeah. it's coming from wisdom. Like, no, bitch, you still hurt from some shit that happened when you was 26 and you 80. Yeah. And now like, you're advising me from that. Yeah. Like, I've had women, like, give me these long sermons and I'm like, I don't even like men. Like, are we still talking about me? (laughs) I'm in my head like, like, I don't even go to the club. What are you talking about? She's still talking about me. I don't think so. No, like, I've had, like, for real. That's how it be. 
be out in the streets in the clubs too. And I'm like, who told you I was in the club? I'm not in the club. I don't even like the club. My girl, maybe this advice wasn't for me. Maybe God. Right. Somebody else. Because this definitely wasn't for me. This ain't even got shit to do with me. <laughs> I've had so many. This ain't about me, huh? Moments when I'm talking. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't think this is about me anymore. For real. Also, I did a little research too. So, um, Wall Street is another thing that comes from slavery. Har har. So, I found this on CNN.com actually. Um, there was a slave market on Wall Street from 1711 to 1762. And apparently, thereafter, there was like different other, you know, auctions that would go on or whatever the fuck throughout New York. Um, and I used to think slavery was never in the North. Like, I used to always think that because that, they used to always try to escape to the North. You know, so I'm like, I, I didn't think it was up there. But apparently, yes, there was a slave market on Wall Street from 1711 to 1762. Nigga. <laughs> well, and what's even more ironic to me is that when Black Wall Street comes along, Y'all burned it down. They said, no, no equality. And then I remember somebody said, well, why don't you all just rebuild it? I was like, see, this is the shit that makes us mad. For real. I'm like, like that's, that's traumatic. And mind you, like, I'm researching this as I'm watching Beauty Shop. And you remember her old boss tried to burn down her beauty shop. Yeah. And I'm like, he doesn't even understand the historical significance of what the fuck he just did. <laughs> and I'm like, I felt so depressed and so defeated at the time because on some real shit, like we nothing, and it ain't because of us. Y'all, y'all won't let us have shit. If we have something and it's thriving and it's going well, y'all either gonna try to buy it out or y'all gonna burn it the fuck down. It happens every time. Right. It's like, let's take that off your hands. Or it's like, nope, can't exist, don't want it, can't happen. And I just think it's funny. Like, it's just, yeah. It's the idea, too, as to the idea of, like, oh, the noble cause of, like, white Southerners um, during the Civil War when they were like, I fought to save my family's farm. And it's like, and I remember they were saying, you know, I didn't, we couldn't afford slaves. Um... So we had this, and it's just like, okay, but the goal was always to eventually be able to have a large enough plantation to own slaves. Yep. Exactly. It's not that your family didn't want to own slaves. They couldn't afford it, but I'm pretty sure they eventually wanted to. Y'all are nuts for not having slaves, because you bitches wanted it. Yeah, I'm like, not being able to afford one doesn't mean that you were an abolitionist. Do you feel like, because I actually didn't search this, but do you feel like that's where that term, like, white trash even came from? Like, the ones who could afford slaves looked down on the ones who couldn't, and so they called them that? I mean, it's rooted in elitism. Absolutely. Okay. It's absolutely rooted in elitism. Okay. It's also, like, seriously, classism is the father of racism. Yeah. So the rich elites are like, hey, we don't want these poor mofos trying to get up here, but we can distract them and be like, hey, hate them. Mm -hmm. 
hate them because as long as you look like us, you're already us. But they're not like us. They're way worse than us. So go hate them. Yeah. And <laughs> have America. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Now you have America. Capitalism. Capitalism is the is the big umbrella of all of you it. know. People are so determined to protect their wealth that they will sick poor people on each other. <laughs> yeah, capitalism and white supremacy. Yep. Is rooted in capitalism. So. It is. It is. I, I feel do you feel like it could be circular though? Like they're I both think, affected by each other? Yeah, I think it's all cyclical, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like the only way to break a cycle, the only way to break something that's going in a cycle is by just screwing up the rotation by knocking out one of the cogs in the wheel. But the problem is, is that people cannot unify long enough to knock out the cogs because we get distracted by stupid shit like low value and high value men. I'm looking at y'all. You're annoying. You're a part of the problem. No, because it's the truth. Like, I'm like, you people are part of the problem. Like, you are distracting humanity from the real oh issue. <sighs> and not right, only that, right. and not only that, I feel like, I feel like a lot of um, our community, too, gets kind of wrapped up in having the same kind of power that they see white people have or having the same kind of wealth that they see them have. Not even realizing like what that power and that wealth is pretty much the problem. Like to aim to have what they have is to aim to be in their position. Like, so what are you really after here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my aspiration as an artist, like I said, my aspiration is to have my needs met. And if my needs are met to a point that it's excessive, then it's time for me to help other people get make sure their needs are met. For real. God don't give you an overflow for no reason. Because to me, once I'm like, I don't have any debt. I live in a house that, you know, is paid off. My cars are paid off. I have enough where I can travel and move freely. The rest is extra. So. I feel that too. I kind I kind of want that too. Like I want my needs met. I want to not have to worry about nothing. And then once I start to overflow beyond that point, it's time to help the community do what I'm supposed to do. I mean, I kind of didn't do that beforehand, but <laughs> but it's just the thing. Like it's just understanding. Like you don't need to hoard. Like I'm like, what is the point of eight tennis courts and three spas, three steam rooms on your property? Like, what is the point? <laughs> And it's you and your two kids who be playing the game all day. Baby, ain't nobody finna use them three steam rooms, but yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then eight tennis courts? Like, why do you need eight tennis courts? Like, if anything, majority of the room in my house, if it's, like, extra, it's gonna be, like, guest rooms. I like for people to come tell me. But... <laughs> I have always wanted to have my own personal movie theater in my room and then like a gaming room. And then my kid would have a tricked out room. Like my kid's room would be off the chain and then my bedroom, of course. But like once like everybody has their zone in the house, it's like, okay, we're good. We are, have our paradise right here. 
But eight tennis courts? Who who in the hell? Jeff Bezos. Oh. Mr. Bitches himself. Oh, Mr. Mr. B- Mr. Bitches himself. No, that Twitter when he was with those models oh. and he was like, oh. he were like, get a load of Mr. Bitches. <laughs> Okay, I'm doing this at a, something on my mom's laptop, stupid. Okay, I'm just going to go back to where I was recording that because that's confusing. However, speaking of rich people who be doing the most, um, <laughs> so I also did a little bit more research, har har. Um, well, actually, this was based off of my own personal theory. So in my opinion, the NBA, the NFL, and general sports drafts. Um, oh, to me, yeah. that definitely resembles a slave auction. Just bidding on players based on their physical attributes. Like, what the fuck? And then they have the combine where they like, I don't watch the combine. <laughs> I don't watch the combine. I feel uncomfortable. It's, I feel extremely uncomfortable during the combine. I because don't does like it. Not, does it not resemble an auction? It looks like a slave auction, and I don't like it, and I'm always just kind of like, dude, there has to be a better way. For real. Why do we need to measure people's hand size? Can they just catch the ball? They measure their hands? They measure, like, wingspan, hand width and stuff. Like, it's weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. They have a machine, like, where they can, like, measure your wingspan and height and the way that it's done and the way that people are looking at them and touching them i'm just like we have gone to a dark place this isn't sports this is wrong it's bad and see like they i will never get over when tasha mack on the game when she said if you look at how much the owners are making off of these players these players are almost unpaid and i'm like see mm-hmm see <laughs> people love talking about these players are overpaid and i'm like you want to talk about overpaid why do you think there hasn't been another nfl commissioner in years Ooh. and not only that over half of the athletes in the nfl are black 56 yeah. percent to be exact i got that from statista.com um but yes 56 percent of the athletes in the nfl are black now compare those percentages to the coaches and the owners. They're mostly white. Just saying. <laughs> Even the amount of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And see, the reason that I support things like the the big three that Ice Cube came with, he came up with his own or founded his own, you know, basketball league. I'm like, see, I like stuff like that because. I don't, I don't see that type of thing going on, like that type of scam, because it is a scam. <laughs> that's a scam. I'm like, if they're making as much as she's alleging that they are off of these players, they done recreated the, the plantation again. Hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions. Maybe even billions. They recreated it once again. And I feel like that's it's like that in different aspects of like just life in America. Literally, it's just they keep recreating a plantation everywhere. The prison system. Mm-hmm. 
corporate America. Corporate America. <laughs> I mean, corporate America is the one place where you will find like this is the thing about corporate America. They're so good at creating lawsuits and somehow getting out of it. <laughs> like every, I was listening to Reddit stories, Reddit I quit stories, and I was like, every single story, a person had a multi-million dollar lawsuit. Lord. Every, like every story was like, yeah, that's a lawsuit. Like, you know, like, and it's like dehumanizing shit that people have to go through. And then you have the corporate people who are like, well, they're not people anyway. Child, they numbers, they numbers to them. They're numbers. Shut up and do my work, slave, and accept this bullshit payment. And if you complain about it, work harder, less avocado toast. Bitch. <laughs> Not less avocado toast. Like an avocado costs like $2. That's yeah. why, like, last night, I don't know what drew me to watch Daddy Daycare, but I did. And yeah. I think that's why I liked it because he looked at that salary and they were giving him a big old salary. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I like what I'm doing here with these kids. And I made a big mistake and I quit. Like, you know, they had hired him back after firing him and 300 other people for no reason. Like, he done went and decided and found something that he actually loved. Now you want him to come triple the salary. I guess that's what they said. He And he went back, but he was like, uh, I don't fuck with this. <laughs> I'm not happy. I don't have joy. He's like, I ain't happy doing this shit. Like, and I mean, shit, they had a daycare. So I'm like, it ain't like he making pennies. Shit, people pay a lot for childcare these days. Childcare is not cheap. That's why that TikTok trend was going around where the kids are singing uh FNF with the preschool teacher, but they like everybody fed and clean. So mm-hmm. okay. Uh uh-uh, because some people be paying like for something. The my uh my friends that um had small children and they were talking about childcare, I was like, I see why some women become stay-at-home moms until they're school age. Yeah. Cause it's expensive, like you're for what? Like y'all still be because I mean like the one that they went to that he had his kids going to before he had daddy daycare. Like, that one was a, a pretty good one, I guess. They was learning different languages and shit. But for the most part, like, these daycares, you learning nothing. But they don't be getting so much out of it that you got to pay that goddamn much. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but you got That daycare was a trip. I was like, can the kids have fun at this school? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. that would have worried me. Like, you got like, my like, kids learning got German. Uniform. Who the fuck want their babies learning German? Bitch, we are. Yeah, I'm like, they need to know Spanish, first of all. <laughs> you gonna like, teach them another language. I'm like, me, I know me. I'm like, we on the West Coast. Teach them Spanish. Who speak German you. out here? Don't nobody speak German out this motherfucker. I'm like, no, I'm they like, need to know Spanish. <laughs> so, mm-mm. yeah, that was a no-go for me. And then they was paying so much for them kids to go there. I'm like, at this point, y'all paying college tuition prices for a baby to go to a preschool, and they not even learning what they really need to be learning to even be prepared for school. Y'all are annoying as hell. They so, got some kids in loafers. They had pretty much when I saw that school, I felt like they were just preparing them to be a good employee. Like I don't know. 
I was like, they got little baby financiers and hedge fund managers, and yeah. it doesn't look good. Just, I was like, this is a dark future in this classroom. Very dark. But yeah. If you're a hedge fund uh, owner and some for some reason you're listening to this, I mean, <laughs> oops. Cry, cry with your billions, I guess. Life is supposed to be fun, man. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Like, that's why, like, when I hit you up the other day and I was like, man, life ain't fun, right? And I was so sad about it. Because I'm like, it's supposed to be fun. Like, it was just making me mad. <laughs> I love acting like you're not supposed to enjoy or find joy in life. And I'm like, you know... <laughs> Like, I don't know, people are like, you're playing video games and you're this old. I'm like, shut up. Like, I can't have fun. They want money to be our joy. And I'm like, money is cool. Don't get me wrong. Money could solve a lot of my problems right now. But if my whole life was about money, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. They I mean, like, quit playing games and go pick up a check. I'm like, I'm off right now. But when you think about it, though, when you're broke, your life is all about money because all you're thinking about is the fact that you're broke and you need money. So think about how fun that is. It's not. <laughs> right? And me as a broke person, I'm like, okay, excuse me if I take a break from worrying about money for a few hours of the day playing Call of Duty. Good Lord. It's not fun. It's not fun. But Jesus. Life is supposed Let to be broke fun. people try to have fun. Seriously. So what's the moral of the story here? Um, we really need to unlearn some shit because it's not rooted in respect. It's rooted in uh, chattel slavery. Damn. Sorry. Like, I'm sorry to it mess is. up stuff, but it's not rooted in respect. It's rooted in chattel slavery. For real. And my moral of the story is this. These people really do keep recreating the plantation. And I feel like a lot of times when we adopt certain things as a line of, of a matter of respect, quote unquote, we're helping to do that. So we all are sitting up here recreating, you know, these <laughs> kinds of environments with your kids or even in your marriages with all this other bullshit y'all be talking about. Like it, it just it just keeps the, the culture alive, slave culture alive. And it's not cute. Yeah. It's not cute. It's not good for anybody. It's 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 not strengthening the family unit at all. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like you are not strengthening the family unit. You were just causing more resentment and generational trauma. <laughs> Alicia, please. Yes. So, I don't know. I feel like this. If you feel... I'm going to party oh, real quick. Huh? I'm going to party real quick. Okay. If you feel like you don't have a well-rounded choice in the things that you do in any situation that you're in, um, I feel as though maybe you're in a, a recreation of the plantation. So that's just something to think about. Think about like where you are in life right now in any aspect of your life. And think about how many choices you really have. If you feel like you ain't got that many choices, probably in the wrong in the wrong space. That's just me. I'm also drunk. Good God. I'm really, that vodka crayon really did do me in. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 
it's funny because I'm like, oh, Taylor. I'm literally like getting dressed to go off my sister's um surprise party. So if you hear me opening my car door, that's what's going on. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's why well, we have a mobile podcast. <laughs> huh? I'm like, that's why we. I love we have a mobile podcast. All right. Well, it is shot o'clock slash talk time. So cheers to freedom. Cheers to freedom. For freedom! You think Harriet Tubman was looking polished when she was de delivering slaves? Boom. To freedom! <sighs> Taylor is looking at me. But now that clip gets me every time. <laughs> I told Taylor that when we get into a studio and we're recording just like that, like I want a sound thing and I want explosions. I feel like I feel like I'm moving back there. And I've been talking about it a lot. I think I'm gonna move back there and we're gonna get a studio and we're gonna do this thing for real, for real. <laughs> yeah. Cause something in me is saying, ah, just hang out. Okay. So let's get into our songs of the week. So my song of the week is Girl with the Tattoo Interlude by Miguel. Uh my song is Taylor Port Junkie by uh Rilo Ken. Oh no, Rilo Rodriguez. I'm so stupid. Taylor Port Junkie. By Rilo Rodriguez. By Rilo. Okay. Well, that's nice. <laughs> she a teleport junkie. That's crazy. <laughs> I had to look up what Taylor Port was, and I was like, oh, it's wine. Okay. Girl, it's Hennessy, and that's what it is. Oh, no. Yeah. It's oh, a like you gonna be fucking with your ex that night. Yeah. Nah, I think I had drunk like a whole bottle of Taylor Port one time and I ended up on the Breakfast Club. It was just not like <laughs> you ended up on the Breakfast Club. Girl, this had to be. I'm like, of all like the times I, yes, of all the times I've called these motherfuckers, this is when they answer. When I'm drunk off Taylor Port. I think I still got the clip like saved in my phone. It was ridiculous. That's awesome. I'm I'm really mad about it. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Like you are a part of black culture right there. I am. Yeah. Because don't nobody know about the Breakfast Club but us. Like I'm even though I have my thoughts about Charlemagne, the Breakfast Club is uh, is ours. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. I I think I was on there talking about um cuz it was like COVID was like recently happening. And so I was home a lot more and so I basically wanted to hop on my man more and he didn't he was like oh my god you want to fuck too much and so I was talking to him about, about that but <laughs> she said I need to speak my piece I need to speak my piece this man ain't want to hop on me <laughs> that is funny <laughs> yeah if I find a clip I'm gonna send it to you I'm like that means that you were in Vegas when this happened I was in Vegas when this happened. Yes. Oh my God. I wish I had been there. I'd have been like, is she on the phone? Who is she talking to? Who is she talking to like that? 
this was when yo this was when angela was up there i was doing ask ye <laughs> i asked ye i was like girl it's too much i think my love language done changed <laughs> Funny. Taylor was like, so listen, I got a bone to pick. Basically. All right. So with that being said, let's get into our quotes. So my quote is sometimes a storm is the evidence that you're on the right path. And that is from over Corey Baker of Second Baptist Church. I like that. I be going to church sometimes. <laughs> I like that. Go to church for me. I pray and talk to Jesus. I just don't go to church. Yeah, I go there to get like if I feel like I'm, you know, gonna get a certain kind of message. You know, I, I usually feel it in my soul. I'm like, you know what? I go to church today. I just go, and usually he got something for me that I need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some people might. <laughs> some people might fuss at me for this, but after growing up in church and never missing a Sunday for twenty years i'm just like no <laughs> no i get it i get it i mean if you I, like i wish that we could pull up our stat points as people and be like hours spent in a church listen i'm scared to look <laughs> so me i'm like i think i have covered my uh xp points um for church attendance i don't think i need to do anymore <laughs> i feel you girl Nothing wrong with church. I just, after having to spend so many Sundays, Wednesdays, Fridays in church services, weeks, summers, weeks of summer in church services, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not going. (laughs) I don't like that I can predict the service like bar for bar sometimes. I'm crying. So I just don't go anymore. Like, it's just, yeah. But I support churches. I support going to church if that is something that keeps you spiritually balanced it's good and if it's good for you and it works for you then i'm like please go and worship say a prayer for me this is for all of our listeners um i call myself a a lapsed pentecostal (laughs) i still believe in jesus i'm a letters and red christian we'll call it that yeah I, i go when i feel like i need to go you know like something in me i wake up that morning and something tell me like you should go today and i'm like oh okay i'm gonna go but i go to learn you know i just go to learn something from it because i mean you know whether or not we look at them like that, i mean pastors are sometimes just mentors so yeah i can you can learn something from them so yeah i do my favorite disciple is peter i see myself in, in peter a lot peter Peter. Ah. Peter. Peter. <laughs> I hate that Family Guy is like a sign of like our age sometimes now. Yeah. Yeah. The kids was, you were having sex in the ear. <laughs> you were doing it in the ear. I, that episode to this day, I'm still like, that was crazy. That was, was. nuts. Yo, what was going was. on? Listen. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that looked like. Oh God, he was having sex in the ear. You would do. You two were doing it in the ear. Like <laughs> ear sex? What? It's like I want to look it up on Pornhub just to see. I don't want to see it. But I, I don't want to see it. Be upset. 
I feel I'm like I'm gonna, gonna, gonna be, be very angry. And I'm gonna be like, if somebody's boyfriend asked him to do this, like I will come beat them up personally for you. Because that's not cool. That's mm -hmm. weird. That's not right. <laughs> You're gonna damage someone's eardrum like that. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, so you got a quote for today? My quote is from my old JROTC instructor and I have lived by it since, but he was like, you got to get through the shit to get through the shit, get to the sugar. Okay. I fuck with my that. My mom was like, that's nasty. But I'm also like, I always understood what you by it. Like, you got to get through the shitty stuff to get to the sweet. Yeah. And yeah. as you and I are both artists, both creatives, you know, we got to get through the shitty to get to the sweet. And once we get to the sweet, it's just smooth sailing from there. I, I genuinely hope so. I believe so. But I, I honestly, I feel like I needed that quote. I'm glad you brought that here because I definitely needed that in my life. I lived through it. It's one of those things where when people try to like, like when people say you have a failing YouTube channel, I'm like, he said, I saw your little videos and I can't tell if you're a boy or a girl, but I was like, so you gave me a view. Thank you. Thank you, bitch. You, so much. <laughs> you can continue watching and hating on me. That helps. You hating asshole. But it's like, I know a few years ago, I had to stop YouTubing immediately. But meanwhile, I was more just like, God damn it, I'm behind on content. Fuck you for going to spy on me and reminding me inadvertently that I'm behind on content. I was trying <laughs> to forget about that. <laughs> so yeah. we got to get through the shit to get through the sugar. And we're getting through the shit together, Tay. We are. And so are you, listeners. Y'all are getting through the shit. The sugar with, is there. With us. Yes. We're all getting through it together. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. <laughs> Prince, he, that was a word. A motherfucking word. Oh. Well, with that being said, please send in your entries for the friendship advice column. Um, you can send it in to our Instagram at Wineweed Whispers Pod and our Twitter at Wineweed Whisper. Uh, we'll be taking entries all season. As soon as you uh, send it in to us, we will do it um, that following episode. Yep. So, boom. We're giving out advice for people's friendships because we know y'all need it. So, <laughs> yes. with that being said, um, we love y'all. want y'all to drink your water, drink your wine, be kind, love each other. Break cycles. Break cycles. Be safe. Get off the plantation, y'all. Please, please get off the plantation. Mm -hmm. Remember, it's not rooted in respect. It's probably rooted in chattel slavery. And we don't want to uphold that. So. <laughs> All right. Well, bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.